the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Miller Thomas, wonderful host of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Current student at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism here at Arizona State. If you want to see all my latest work, go to my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see my work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And for today's show, we got a jam-packed show as always. For segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Tim LeCastro, fan favorite here. He's basically the Alex Caruso, uh, Alex Caruso of the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're just going to break down his 2019 season, then look ahead to 2020 and where you could provide in the upcoming. MLB regular season for the Arizona D-backs. And then in segment number two today, it's Muted Mondays. So we're going to look at headlines from the past week and decide whether to mute it or turn that baby up. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, for segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro was drafted by the Blue Jays in the, tw- in the 13th round back in 2013. He's currently 27 years old. He was acquired before the start of last season uh, from the New York Yankees for Ron- <laughs> Ronald Roman. And uh, they needed to, the Yankees just needed an extra roster spot after picking up DJ LeMahieu, DJ LeMahieu and another player. So the D-backs were able to acquire Tim LaCastro from the Yankees before uh, the season officially started, and he was pretty much a solid utility player for the D-backs last year. He was an everyday player, but he played 91 games for the team, batted 250. He didn't have much power. That's probably his biggest weakness. Only one home run uh, last season, and he had none in his whole career prior to even entering last season. But his biggest strength, though, 17 stolen bases. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, only 250 plate appearances. Statcast actually had Tim LaCastro's sprint speed at 30.8 feet per second. Just for a reference, league average is 27 feet per second. So Tim LaCastro actually led the league in sprint speed. So you could basically say Tim LaCastro is the fastest player in baseball. So he's basically like a Billy Hamilton type for. Uh, the Arizona Dimebacks, but what made Tim LaCastro such a fan favorite last season? It's not the steals. It's not the the great plays that he made in the outfield. It's the fact that he got hit by so many pitches <laughs> last year for the D-backs. It was actually pretty phenomenal. Pretty phenomenal how many hit by pitches he had. He was hit by 22 pitches. That was good enough for fourth in the league. When you think about how he just only played 250 plate appearances. That's a lot of pitches to be hit uh, to be hit by. That was actually a franchise record uh, in the D-backs organization. Those twenty-two hit by pitches. So it, it wasn't just something that was a lot in the league. It was the most the D-backs have ever seen in their organization's history. And then on actually May twenty-fourth against the San Francisco Giants, it all culminated 
into a three night, uh, a three pitch hit by pitch night. So basically, you're struck by pitch three times, tying an MLB record for a single game. So somehow, Tim LaCastro, just a ball magnet, just getting uh, pelted left and right by pitches. Can't figure out why, but in terms of actual field, in terms of actual play on the field, Tim LaCastro is a pretty solid player, more of a utility guy last year. The The stolen bases were really great for the team, had an extra punch. He led the, the team in stolen bases, so it was very it was, it was much needed. He set the NL rookie record, actually, because he went 17 for 17 on stolen base attempts without being caught, so he, he was perfect last year on stealing bases, and, that, and that's what you need sometimes. Uh, sometimes you just need a guy that could get on the base pass and create easy run scoring opportunities for your team. Go from first to second on a steal, you know, on a pass ball, or even if it's like a single to right field going from first to third, just little things like that could just uh, add greater success to your team, add small victories. And then when you stack up those small victories, they lead to larger wins uh, in the future. Now, where Tim LaCastro mainly played was pretty much all the outfield positions last year. Played corner. Uh, he played the corner outfield positions. He played some center field. So he did a little bit of everything defensively. And actually, in the minors, he even had some infield experience. So we might actually see, you know, Tim LaCastro uh, spell some third base maybe in the future, maybe some second or short. It's really what the D-backs need and what they and uh, how they intend to use him in the 2020 season. Uh, where I think Tim LeCastro could benefit the most, though, in the lineup is actually at the bottom of the lineup. If you look at his numbers from last year, his splits, his best production actually came when he batted ninth in the Arizona Diamondbacks lineup. He batted 346 and his OPS was 952. So when you actually put him at the bottom of the lineup, it's like restarting your lineup. He becomes like a basically a new leadoff hitter if you put him in after the pitcher. So you could put your pitcher in as your eighth hitter and then put Tim LaCastro in as your ninth hitter. You basically restart the lineup with speed at the top and a, and a guy like Tim LaCastro. And then when you also look just uh, when Tim LaCastro gets that first pitch, when Tim LaCastro decides to swing at that first pitch, he's batting 545. He's hitting the first pitch more than half the time when he sees it. He has 11-16 OPS on that first pitch. So you put him at the bottom of your lineup, you make him that ninth hole hitter, and it basically reinvents your lineup. Now you got a guy at the speed who can attack early in the counts, and he can also give you that great production that you want from the bottom of your lineup. Because usually, usually when you just have your pitcher batting ninth, you know what he's going to be. He's either going to be a ground ball guy, maybe lay down a bunt and sacrifice, but he's not going to give you much offensively. That's why Zach Greinke was so great for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was a pitcher who can rake. He was Greinke had a great batting average for a pitcher, and now you got even like a Madison Bumgarner who's a pretty good power hitter as a pitcher. So you put him in as your eighth guy. Who's, you put Bumgarner in uh, batting eighth who could maybe give you a home run every you know fifth start, and they put Tim LaCastro as your ninth guy. Now you got your speed again, and you're basically at the top of your lineup once again. Now for 2020 season, uh, Tim LaCastro probably won't see a, a starting role in the outfield for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but he will definitely be a key contributor 
off the bench. He'll probably be the main backup outfielder to the Mar- to Starling Marte, to Cole Calhoun, and David Peralta. I mean, when you have that kind of speed, you want to work him in the lineup as much as you can. Probably you might see him when you in the in the inner league play as a DH, just so you could get some extra speed in the lineup because that's where the D-backs really struggled. They don't really have too many guys like Tim LaCastro that could go out there and steal a base. So Tim LaCastro is going to be very important in that area, and Tori Lavello is going to do the best he can to get him in the lineup to make sure he gets more easy runs Easy, more easy run scoring opportunities from Tim LaCastro. And he's just a fan favorite. He's basically the Alex Caruso of the D-backs. So fans want to see him. He's actually a key contributor to the Arizona D-backs. And I think he could make uh, possibly have a bigger role in 2020, depending on injuries and health and things like that. But who knows? He's only 27 years old, so he could possibly still be in line for a breakout season if he gets enough of a role because the D-backs recently – seems to have a knack for finding players and letting them have breakout seasons later in their career. Now, you guys are going to stay tuned for segment number two today because it's Muted Mondays. So we're going to take a look at headlines from the past week and decide whether to mute it or turn that headline up, baby, after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with a disposable income, Let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33. 33- 777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for segment number two today. It's Monday, so that means muted Mondays, baby. And we're going to take a look. At headlines from the past week, and we're going to decide whether to mute that headline or turn that baby up. First headline, the D-backs farm system was ranked fourth in Major League Baseball by the Athletics' Keith Law. You know what I'm going to have to do with that headline, Keith Law? I'm going to have to turn that baby up. Uh, Fourth in baseball, yeah, I'll take that. Top five uh, farm system. I mean, we can look at the past two trades that the D-backs have made and trading some of their key stars on their team franchise pieces for helping them uh, retool their farm system. I mean, they had a pretty good farm system before that, but these past two humongous trades that they've made have really helped them uh, retool that farm system. And that's the Goldie trade where they were, where they were able to pick up catcher Carson Kelly, pitcher Luke Weaver, and infielder Andy Young, who was ranked as recently as the 21st best prospect in the D-backs farm system. 
Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly are not really prospects anymore, but they're still young in terms of prospects, but they're not going to be ranked in the farm system. Carson Kelly is going to be pretty much your starting catcher in 2020. I mean, he's going to be splitting time with Stephen Voigt, but he'll get a lot of time as the catcher. And then Luke Weaver, he's almost guaranteed a spot in the starting rotation unless he really just has a putrid spring training if he just continues to give up four earned runs every start then that might seem a little bleak. But right now, Luke Weaver is going to be looking at a starting rotation spot. Carson Kelly looks like a uh, everyday catcher. And then you got infielder Andy Young, who's rated pretty high in the D-backs farm system. So they were able to get some good pieces from the Cardinals there. And if you look at the Zach Greinke deal, the D-backs got first baseman Seth Beer, who's ranked number four in their uh, farm system. They got pitcher J.B. Burskakis ranked number 10, and they got pitcher Corbin Martin ranked number 11. And they even got Josh Rojas, who's not really a prospect either uh, either anymore, but he's still 26 years old, and he was able to progress through the minors pretty quickly and make his debut with the D-backs last season, and he looks to have a continued role with the D-backs in 2020, uh, probably utility role off the bench. So that's like seven guys right there the D-backs were able to get to be uh, who are all very young 26 years or younger all prospects in the farm system all uh, have a potential to make a future impact with the team so Keith Law thank you for ranking the D-backs as the fourth best farm system I'm going to turn that headline up now headline number two D-backs manager Tori Lovello said he's seeking consistency and quality of strikes in this battle of who to start in the rotation. So when it comes to who that fifth starter is, Toy Lovello wants to see consistency in the spring, and he wants to make sure you're making timely pitches and quality uh, quality pitches. Right now, if you look at the, the spots that are probably guaranteed, you got Madison Bumgarner as the ace. Robbie Ray is almost guaranteed a spot. Then Luke Weaver looks to be guaranteed a spot. And then reports are that Mike Leak will probably get a spot too. I don't love Mike Leak as a rotation starter, but that's four guys right there. You got Zach Allen, John Duplantier, Merrill Kelly, Alex Young, and Taylor Clark all vying for that fifth spot. You guys know how I feel about Zach Allen. I'm always talking about how he's my breakout pitcher of the year. So I would pick him as my fifth starter, but it's going to be how your spring training looks. So far, Zach Allen has looked great in spring training, so he's probably my early favorite for that fifth starting spot. But as Toy Lavello said, it depends how you pitch in spring training in terms of consistency and quality of strikes. And I think that's important. You don't want to give someone the spot just because of name value, name recognition, or just because of potential. That's why I would give it to Zach Gallen, but beyond the potential of a guy like Zach Gallen, is also backing it up in spring training so far. Mel Kelly was a 30-year-old rookie last season, so I don't like him as my starter. John Duplantier doesn't have too much major league experience, has been a good prospect, uh, prospect though. The D-backs farm system and has, a, has had a good spring so far. Alex Young is very young still, about 25 years old. And was a rookie last season. Had a really good year as a rookie. But with that, uh, with so many guys vying for that fifth spot, it's going to be hard for him to get it as well. But we'll see what the spring training unfolds and how Tori Lovello, uh, who uh, Tori Lovello plans to pick as his fifth starter in the rotation. Next headline. MLB.com's Will Leash and Mike Petrelio ranked the D-backs number 15 in their 2020 World Series favorites draft. 
So I'm going to have to turn that headline. I'm going to have to mute that headline, actually. Not because I necessarily agree or not necessarily disagree with the number 15 ranking. It's more about who are some of the teams that you have ranked ahead in the D-backs. I don't like the Mets as a higher World Series favorite than the D-backs. They won one more game than the D-backs. I think the D-backs have had a greater offseason than the New York Mets. Uh, with the Starling Martes, the Madison Bumgarners, and the Cole Calhoun additions. And then you have the Cincinnati Reds ranked ahead of the D-backs. I don't agree with that either. They finished worse than the D-backs last season. And then you have the Oakland A's ranked higher than the D-backs. The A's have never won anything in their life. They're always a fun story every season because of their money ball tactics. But guess what? When you play money ball, you're not going to have those star players on your team not going to have those different difference makers on your team to go out there and win the World Series for you. That's why the Oakland A's can never get over the hump. So if I have to pick a team out of, out of those three, I'm going to pick the D-backs, or out of those four, I'm going to pick the D-backs to win the World Series just because I believe in their star power more. I think they have a better infrastructure. I think they have a better front office and coaching as well. So I guess I'm going to have to mute that headline, MLB.com. Now, the last headline I have here. Jacob Schaefer Bleach Report did an article where he said the top 10 free agents for next season, whether he, he's uh, picking them to leave, that their te- leave the team they're on or stay with their team. And he said the Robbie Ray was the sixth best free agent for next season, and he had Robbie Ray leaving the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you know what? I'm going to have to turn that headline up, Jock, uh, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Schaefer, I'm going to have to turn that headline up because I kind of agree with you. I've said Robbie Ray's probably going to be a hot trade candidate for the D-backs, uh, possibly at the deadline, just because I just named nine starters for the D-backs. I just named four guys who are vying for a fifth spot in the rotation. So Robbie Ray automatically becomes a guy who, if he's having a bounce-back season, then maybe a, another contender needs, uh, needs a guy like Robbie Ray. You look, at the, you look at the New York Yankees, who just lost Luis Severino, so they might be in the need of another starting rotation pitcher. And then you look at some other teams, maybe by the deadline, they also have some injury woes, so they might want a Robbie Ray at their disposal. So I think we have a team like the D-backs, who legitimately have nine starting pitchers on the rotation. And a guy like Robbie Ray becomes expendable, whether or not he has a bounce-back season or whether or not he gets back to that uh, all-star form that we saw just a, a couple of short seasons ago when he was really putting guys away. That's it for today's Muted Mondays. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Uh, remember, if you're a company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, you guys are going to want to stay tuned uh, and come, not stay tuned, but come back tomorrow for Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast because we got a new guest tomorrow. Janton Shorter is going to be on the podcast for Talk To Me Tuesday. So you guys are going to want to tune in for that. He's a big baseball fan, so he knows a lot about all the teams across ba- uh, baseball. We'll just get his uh, insights and, you know, what he, his perspective on the D-backs and the, 
what the Major League Baseball looks like in 2020 and how he feels about the things like the Dodgers getting Mookie Betts and things like that. So tune back in tomorrow for that conversation. And thank you to everyone who listened to today's podcast. Peace.